out there, all of our nieces, nephews, and non-binary familials. I'm your Auntie Ruth. And I'm your Auntie Gina. And we're and your weird, weird, weird aunts. aunts. The show where we take a look at current pop culture and talk about how it connects to past trends and fads. Hey, um, we're still springing into horror. I think this is the last spring show we're doing. That's right. It's not really almost spring anymore. No, it's certainly summer. Yeah, I think. It's certainly summer. Okay. I mean, it feels like that here, so... It's a cruel summer. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> that would be, I would love to do... We're, we're doing a Pride series, but we could also definitely do a cruel summer series. <laughs> <laughs> That'll come after June. <laughs> <laughs> um this this oh, movie were only sadistic movies. Oh. oh I have to be cruel to be kind. <laughs> Lots of depeche mode. <laughs> what look? What what is it not? <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Alright, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh so. oh, oh. Um <coughs> so uh this one, this one's kind of funky because we did two movies, but it's the same thing. So we watched um, both Wicker Mans, and I'm just calling it Wicker Men. Yes, um, the Wicker Men, the Wicker Men, uh, the one from 1973, and then the one from 2006. So 2000, or sorry, 1973 has Christopher Lee and some guy, I don't know who he is, is the main character. And then, um, of course, 2006 has um, the classic, probably Oscar-winning, I would hope, Nicolas Cage in it. Um, yeah. Uh, I can go ahead and give you a brief summary of... Um, well, I'm just going to pull up the original because it's pretty much the same. So The Wicker Man, the 1973 one, says a Puritan police sergeant arrives in a Scottish island uh, in search of a missing girl who the locals claim never existed. And then let's see what the other one says. Um, so the other one says from 2006, it says a sheriff investigating the disappearance of a young girl from a small island discovers there's a larger mystery to solve among the island's secretive neo-pagan community. So, I mean, it sounds the same, but, um... Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a few differences. The names are so the same mm -hmm. to protect the innocent. <laughs> Wait, but let me tell what? you this. <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot to feel guilty about <laughs> in the remake. Yes. But I think I think the best would be we'll we'll use the original as the template. Okay. And then, yeah. you know, we can we can insert our feelings about the remake. Okay. Throughout. I thought I you know, we. however you feel. The 2006 one felt like it was shorter, but I don't think it was. It just felt, like, so rushed. Like, there wasn't a really, whole... Really? Because if... It felt 25 hours long to me. <laughs> it... <laughs> oh, no. I would have... It felt so long. I would have liked it to be 25 hours, because, like, uh -oh. watching Nicolas Cage doing some of the things he did was madness. <laughs> 
Oh man. Okay. So that's the thing. I, I, it's going to be so hard not to talk about <laughs> the remake. That's why I'm saying we're going to stick to the original, which is a, a beautiful film. It is. Um, was it, so we'll start, we'll start there. Okay. And, um, but I feel like, I feel like the rage cage, I think he's going to, he comes out. He's going to full force. <laughs> He's going to break his rusty cage and run at some point. Like, there's... Oh, no. Oh, Lord. It is too much. It really... I mean, with with so many Nicolas Cage films, uh, it's too much and not enough. Oh, absolutely. To, yeah. Absolutely. Whew. Oh, I can't. I can't with him. Sorry, I had to take a little break there. Mm-hmm. All right, so here we go. Okay. We're going into 1973. Yes. So here's Christopher. Oh, okay. So we have The Wicker Man, and it's about um, uh, a... A, p- a policeman has sent a letter saying a girl has gone missing on this tiny Scottish isle. We need your help. Yeah. Sh- shows up to this island and he's, you know, going to do a little police investigation. And immediately he shows up. And this place is a little askew for him. What what we know about this, what we know about in the introduction is he is very religious. Oh, very religious. And, um, so, you know, and he's that very sort of, like, do-gooder, masculine, mm-hmm. hero complex. Yeah. You know, everything forgotten country type. Yeah. Showing up to this island, and he's in for a little bit of a surprise. Right when he steps off the... the- <laughs> He he arrives on a, like a seaplane. Is that what you call it? Sure. Okay. Like, um, a, like a small pr- propeller. Yeah. Well, he flies himself, I think, and then mm-hmm. he he asks the people because he has to land so far out from the island. He asks them for a dinghy, and they're just looking at him like "fuck you," and he's like telling, like ordering them, like you know, like he has the right. He's like. The dinghy, send me the dinghy, and they're like, okay. And so, like, one guy actually does it. He's like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, and see, and this is what I, this is what I love about both films mm-hmm. is that it's you know, and the second one deals. There's they're both these sort of pagan cults. Yeah. In the remake, it has like a feminist bent, where mm-hmm. it's like a matriarchal cult. It had so much potential. Um, it really did. I love, well, we'll talk about it when we get there. But so anyway, he shows up, but I love the fact that it's a a guy that he has this imbued sense of authority. Yeah. And he arrives somewhere where they're just like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Who are you? And I don't care. (laughs) Right, right, right. He's like, yeah, I'm the law. And they're like, no, I'm the law, but I'm the law. (laughs) You know, I'm just like... What are you going to do about it? You know, I, I, it, it, like, from the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, I love this so much. Yes. And the other thing is, you know, as this, it's, it's run 
this whole island is run by uh, Summer Isle. Lord Summer Isle, perhaps, I think it's his name. He is a lord. He is a lord. He is my lord. Lord of my... <laughs> Lord of my panties, exactly. Ooh, Christopher Lee. <laughs> Sexy, younger, middle-aged Christopher Lee. Oh, sweet lord. Yeah. Christopher Lee, who, like, really is the most interesting man in the world. In the world. I mean, the things that he did in his right, life. Right, like, I think before 25, like, at some point he was, like, a Nazi hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... Like, in the Guinness Book of World Records for, like, having the most sword fights on film. Just, he's 6'5". Hello. Out of control. Moves like a dancer. Mm-hmm. Moves like Jagger. Um, he taught him. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, like, Al, <laughs> he kind of looks like Alan Partridge. I don't he know if totally you know. He <laughs> totally does. He totally does. In fact, I was like, I wonder if this is where. <laughs> I, uh, exactly. But, it's the and, hair. you know, he's just so groovy, like too groovy. Yeah. And as I was reading, you know, because there's a lot of articles that have been written about this because this is like canon, right? This is, this is like, and it doesn't come off as a normal horror film because, um, Right, there's not, like, jump scares, there's not violence. Oh, the reason we're even talking about this is because we did Midsommar, and we talked about how Ari Aster, like, really borrowed from a lot of these sort of, like, 70s horror where it was just sort of anything goes. Yeah. You know, just, like, lots of nudity from just all ages. Um, You know, like violence but bizarre violence um and you know in these articles that talked about how the wicker man was one of the first daytime horror films what does that mean which i it was like all like all this action and it was it was happening during the day oh kind of like like the texas chainsaw massacre was the second one that did that but usually like like horror movies at the time it was like all castles and dracula and nighttime yeah so like to have this sort of sense of like impending doom and it being during the day Mm -hmm. and it's like it's just there's just something amiss it's like it's the spring Mm -hmm. there's like flower crowns and everybody's having a great time (laughs) and you're like well wait a second something's off here (laughs) okay what I like to call the uh, Alyssa Edwards, what the fuck is going on in here <laughs> on this day? <laughs> that that's like the whole mood. <laughs> the look on, <laughs> on the on the like officer's face. I know his real name is Woodward, and it is uh let me look at his name. Yeah. Sergeant it, Howie. Edward Wood- Sergeant Howie. Howie doing not good. <laughs> How are we doing? Not good at all. But like from the beginning, it's like, what the fuck is going on in here on this day? Shenanigans. But I mean, at the same time, like I, I feel bad for him. Not at all because he marches in there, like you know. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for him to die. I can't wait. (laughs) 
That's exactly right. Because this, so he is like, conf- this whole movie, he is confronted by this sort of, and why it works so well is that there is this sort of like, British eccentricity. Well, I mean, this obviously happens in Scotland, but you know, these sort of like, because this is after, it's not quite the hippies. No, right. Not at but all. they're like sort of coming to terms with the fact that, you know, there is this sort of societal shift. Yeah. Right. Like after that whole thing. So, you know, they're like, you know, maybe we weren't necessarily as Victorian as we thought. You know, there's definitely a part of us that was weird, ritualistic. I mean, you've seen, like, you know, they have all these, like, every village has some sort of, oh, we cha- we chase, like, cheese wheels down... <laughs> You know, that's what we do here. And well, in our village, we do this. And you know, like Hot Fuzz. Did you ever see Hot Fuzz? (laughs) Right. So it's like there's, you know, every like little community is there's always, I think, in a lot of places in Europe, the sort of like pre Christian past that, you know, has survived. So, you know, like coming, coming, into con- that that clash of cultures where it's like yeah but we're civilized and i go to church and i would never have a sex with a lady that was my oh, wife oh <laughs> hold on can i say something this fucker has got to be in his 40s and he's a virgin <laughs> because right because that, yeah he's a christian and but right. he's engaged um, right. to the, probably the most unfortunate woman. Oh, man. She, well, she's never gonna, I mean, well. She's never gonna I be mean, happy? Spoil- <laughs> well, I mean, she will after this oh, because true, true, true. she's gonna marry another man. I mean, let's just say the, this police officer's future isn't looking bright. <gasps> yeah. Uh. So the, the, but the, but the, um, the history of the island actually, doesn't it date back to like the 1800s, like the late 1800s? Well, and that's the thing. So it it's not as if this is something that's been going on since pagan times. Yeah. It was like reintroduced by Alan Partridge, Christopher <laughs> Lee's grandfather. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was, you know, a bit of an eccentric himself. Yes. And was like, hey, guys, I've got a great idea if you're up for we it. We want to grow like, some fruit oh. on this island. They're like, well, we don't grow fruit here. And he's like, if I can make it happen, what do you think about a little free love? They're like, sounds fair. Got to make those apples grow, though. Yeah. If I I can make apples grow, can we dance around naked and, like, have sex at night, Mm -hmm. group sex, Mm -hmm. you know, have young women dance naked in a circle, (laughs) breastfeed in a cemetery? I mean, like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but that scene... Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let me, like, set it up just so we can get to the scene where he's in his bedroom. Yeah. Okay, so he gets there and he, um, he, like, goes to the inn where he's going to be staying and, mm-hmm. you know, they... It's, like, one of those little quaint little places where you eat your meal there and you, sure. you know, whatever. to like, your, yeah. your little hotel, whatever. A little pub, little tavern. Yeah. And you also, that's where 
your hotel is. So he goes down there into the pub and he's such a fucking prick about everything. Nothing's yeah. good enough for him. They serve him the yeah. most garbage food, which is just hilarious. And he's so picky. Right. He's like, what is this? And um, so Willow, Willow, or Britt Eklund is the, the right. sexy, hot piece of ass in this town. <sighs> In any town. True, true. I mean, we're true. Brett Eklund. I mean. By the way, like, she, she did not, like, apparently, like, filming was not, like, a very fun experience for several reasons. But, like, she was pregnant at the time. No. Yeah. And so they had, like, a body, to, like, like from, I think, the waist up it was her, but the waist down. But, like, to have, like... To go to some small island and to have, like, Brett Eklund show up. And then be a prick about it. Oh okay, God. so he doesn't eat his meal, and then he decides to go up to his room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so he's, like, trying to go to sleep or something, and then all of a sudden he hears this, like, music? Is it, like, music that, mm. that stirs him? Yeah, it's... It's like it's Britt Eklund is starts singing. Yeah, her, she's singing. Yeah, she's singing her siren uh, song. A, oh yeah, and it, it's tempting. It sure is tempting. I mean, she's she's like hitting her hands against his wall in the other room next door. She's like seducing him from another room. Right, with her and he's feeling it. Oh, who wouldn't? Did she go topless yet? I mean, is she's yeah, she's, she's topless. She's always topless. She's bottomless. She's everything. She's. I mean, I would too if I looked like that. Um. Oh, yeah, honestly, but just gorgeous. So yeah, she's like trying to seduce him and everything, and then he puts his hand up on the wall because he's so tempted, and then he's like, "No, uh, uh-uh. no." No. Uh-uh. I gotta save this. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta save this essence. So he's not... I mean, he doesn't end up with... Ugh, fucking Brett Eklund. Wow. Like, you're gonna... Like, that opportunity is gonna present itself to you at any other point in your life? What does his fiance look like? Not her. <laughs> But, I mean, and the other thing, too, is that, you know, <laughs> we had talked about this before, but it's like the um, the Shutter Islanding experience where it's like, yeah, you know, if you arrive at a place and every single person there is in a conspiracy to tell you a lie, get the fuck get out. out. Get out. I mean, they also, they made a movie called Get Out, about the same thing. I mean... Get, get out. out. I mean, the, like, at the first... Don't wait a day. Don't even unpack your bag. Just be like, you know what? I think I made a mistake. I, I, I don't want to offend you. Just turn the car around and go home. Get out. Maybe this little girl doesn't need to be found. Yeah, if they're... Like, if you show up somewhere... And, they're de- and you're asking around... And they're denying that the little girl even existed ever... Yeah, be like, you know what? This is weird. I don't even. I just got this letter. It could look. It could have been a joke. I'm sorry. This. 
You know, especially if you go outside and there's like 25 couples fucking in the grass. <laughs> and you're like, is this Coachella? What is happening? I, you know, like, I, I, my mistake, my mistake. I'm sorry. You back And up. like the plane doesn't start. I'm just going to start swimming until I hit another piece of land. I like, <laughs> and <laughs> this is a valuable lesson. And I feel mm. like a lot of time horror movies, they're made for you to learn lessons. This biggest lesson of all, mind your business. Yes. Mind your business. Yes. And you're like, well, the cops, it's really kind of like their job not to mind their business. Ugh. It's your job to mind, like, to take care of your town. That's fine. Exactly. But when you start fucking around with other people's secret islands, like, they're secret islands. Mm-hmm. That's when you find yourself in trouble. And you deserve it. So, like, in a parallel universe, mm. let's let's go to the, the sequel here. Because, so what we've set up is, with the Wicker Man, is um, the same thing is happening in the remake. But the reason it misses the mark, and I mean... Misses the mark. Is the 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 history of the United States does not really give rise to having a secret pagan community yeah um especially after Jonestown <laughs> they're not going to let <laughs> so we start out with okay Nicolas Cage who, by the way, I, I don't know why this stuck out with me, but his police uniform, very obviously to me, I, I did, I couldn't like verify this, but it looked like a Moschino jacket, <laughs> like that. I've never, <laughs> never seen a cop. I've I've seen a thousand Moschino jackets that look like that. He was stylish. I mean. He looked fantastic. I'm not going to lie. His wig was good. That's the thing. I When I tell you, it was really... I, I spent so much time trying to figure out what was going on with his hair. And... Well, it wasn't his. I didn't think... I, I, see, I feel like it was because I... Because it was dyed dark. Mm-hmm. And it was a very flat color, and I feel like I feel like he wasn't using his pieces like he likes to use, <laughs> like certainly in Con Air. Yeah, um, I just thought he was balder than I. I, you know what? I don't know. And the thing is, is that it to me, it doesn't matter to me. Like, you know, look. There are plenty of like bald hotties. Like don't don't get me wrong. Um, it was yeah. It, his hair story was telling. It was telling its own tale. Yeah, through the movie mm -hmm. for me, mm -hmm. um, because it was so black. It wasn't reflecting light. Mm -hmm. It was it was as if the universe could be pulled into it like a dense star. Um, yes. 
Do you know they have, you know I mean? well, they have that color now that's blacker than black. It's like the blackest black and yes. no light can reflect it. So, I mean, they painted his head with that. That's what I feel like. It was like the, it was like the cover of the Spinal Tap album. Mm. It was so black, or Metallica. I mean, it was so black. Um, but I mean, he looked great. That's not he the can't point. Not That's not why you're here. He looked great. And did you ever see when he was screen testing to be Superman? And he <laughs> yes. Had, he had like, <laughs> you know that I know. <laughs> Well, that was the other thing I was going to say, because we have discussed this before with actors like Keanu or Winona, where you're like, where the fuck are you from? <laughs> Did they not Nicholas hire Cage. you a voice actor or a voice coach? <laughs> no, well, like their accent, it's it's not like, I mean, I'm not even talking about for the role. I mean, in life, <laughs> like, <laughs> I just mean in life, in, you know. Nicholas Cage, like, he was raised in California, and I'm like, California where? <laughs> like, not not any California I know. Well, he was in Valley Girl, right? Yeah, but, like, that is not... In the same way that, like, o- Owen Wilson is from Dallas, I have never... I'm from Texas. Mm-hmm. I have never heard anybody else. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've never heard that. See, and his brother sounds like he's from Texas. Right. Like, I'm like, what, where, what part of Dallas are you from, Owen? Like, that, like, and he's always talked like that. Yes. Like, that, it's not as if that's, like, developed over time. Like, right from Bottle Rocket. Mm-hmm. So, on the other end of the spectrum, McConaughey, that is not an affect. He's that is California. 100%. <laughs> McConaughey, that is East Texas through it all right all right all right i mean just come to, come to a failure union if you want to hear a thousand mcconaughey's um believe me <laughs> like that's a hundred percent i mean just keep living man keep living i'll tell you how you i know if you don't want to keep living go to some fucking secret island and get involved in their business That's how you stop living. Hi, man, I got a report that there's a missing girl. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be great to have, like, another Wicker Man with Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, because the minute he'd show up and they were like, he'd be like, uh, you know what? My bad. <laughs> my bad. I made a mistake. You know what? I just came here. I just, I'm going to smoke a joint. I'm going to fly right back. <laughs> <laughs> my mistake. My mistake. I'm sorry, I got a weird old letter. And I knew when I saw when I saw that cursive, it looked like some kind of weird fucked up font. I knew it was some kind of weird old letter. I knew it was gonna be a joke. Fuck that. Nah, I don't want any part of this. I don't like bees. Um, I feel like I mean, he would have probably fit in really well. You know, I mean, yeah, he would have probably, like, left. But even if he hadn't, I feel like they would have brought him in, like, shit, we were wrong. No, you know what the thing is? Like, if they had brought them in, I'm sure that they would have been like, hey, can we use you, like, to have sex with, like, 30 of these chicks? Like, yeah. you know, like, we need you. Okay, so, so the difference here is this is a matriarchal cult, and they're, they, they, 
it apparently they don't even they say it's a crop failure, but I feel like they're just doing this for funsies. Yeah. Because the because I don't feel like those bees rather than using the the volcanic soil for fruits that should not um grow in Scotland, um in this iteration they make honey. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know why bees would stop making honey for any reason. I don't I don't yeah. know why they Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense. Like they don't I mean I know that there be problems in the world, but I'm just saying I feel like they just do it for funsies. Oh, absolutely. And I, 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 and I don't I don't blame them. I'm not going to lie. Um, well, in both movies, there's a little girl named Rowan that goes missing, and that's kind of the reason why they go there. But in this one, which I don't, I don't think I don't know. God, I that 1973 one just threw me. But um, in this one, his ex girlfriend or fiance, yeah, writes a letter ex-fiance. to him saying, "Hey." This girl went missing. We need your help. Right. And so then that's pretty much why he goes there. Because his ex-fiance, I don't know that he would have yeah. He would have done it otherwise. Of course he would have. It's Nicolas Cage. Well, and the other thing is that what we set up in this one is he's in his Moschino jacket. <laughs> and there's like a little girl at a station wagon. She throws her doll off the wagon. He picks it up. Then there's, like, this accident, mm-hmm. and then they're, you know, and it sort of fucks with his head. But I feel like they, they set that up. Oh, they had to. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny because when I watched other people review the movie, they were like, when I say other people, I'm going to say men here. Okay. They did not see this. They were like, they thought it was completely unconnected. No, 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 no. There has to be because the little girl looked just like Rowan. She was wearing a red sweater. She was wearing a red sweater. And then the woman was a blonde, and like all the women on mm-hmm. on the island were blonde. Yeah, or like variants. I mean, yeah. pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and it was uh, yeah. They got so much wrong with it. You know, the other thing about what I mean, this is an aside. Honestly, this whole podcast has been an aside. Sorry about it, but um, <laughs> I mean, how could it not be? It's the Wicker Men. Yeah, but the lead in the 2006, um, her name is um, Kate Behan, but she's so thin. I She's so thin. She's not nearly as pretty as Britt Eklund. I mean, but I mean, they were engaged, so I guess whatever. Well, I mean, I'm not, look, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, compare, I'm not... Unlike you, I don't pit women against each other. <gasps> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but what, where I was going with it is to say, like, the not that beauty standards have changed so dramatically, but I just remember going through that period, and I, I was when I was watching other reviewers, they were like, "God, she looks like a drug addict." And stuff like that. I was like, oh, no, that was that was how thin you had to be back then to be a leading lady. You know what? I remember them dubbing women lollipop heads. Exactly. Which was exactly. fucking itself awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, let alone the fact that they had to, they felt the need to starve themselves just to fit a certain 
mold of in order to get a fucking role. I don't even know who she is, Kate Behan, but her name is apropos. Well, I mean, she's, but she's still, I mean, she's still acting, and I'm oh. not saying it's her fault. I mean, it's no. like, that, that's outside pressure, yeah. but, like, you know, and, like, even, like, Lily Sobieski and that, like, she quit the business. Okay, I, I forgot about her. She was in it, and I was like, oh, Lily Sobieski? Yeah. There's, like, a lot of, I... And I, who knows, like, what happened there, but when there's, like, people like her, like, these actresses that were really talented and beautiful that just disappear off the scene, Mm -hmm. I always wonder, like, what must have happened? Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I I mean, it could have been, like, you know, a series of a thousand, like, death by a thousand cuts. What I the other thing I what I thought was interesting so all of the elements for this remake were there like Neil LeBute directed and he like and he wrote like in the Company of Men like he's it, he's still doing like he did Van Helsing and wow. he did like he's but he he was like because I remember like you know back in the day my friends that were like actors or stuff like that I mean he he was a titan. So, like, the, the potential was there. Mm-hmm. And I also thought it was interesting because in the same way that The Wicker Man was sort of that, that dealing with that sort of, like, societal change, I, I feel that generational shift where, you know, people are adopting new attitudes and, um, you know, I, I felt that you know, having this sort of matriarchal island and, you know, women, you know, being in the workforce more and their, mm-hmm. their roles changing and having Nicolas Cage come in there and being like having to deal with only women and not like knowing coming how to in do there it right. Exactly. Oh. Like the same. Yeah. And that to me, I was like, this could be so powerful. You know, in that same way where the guy was like, what is this? I'm the law and don't you understand? And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, so are we, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he's like, I got a report of a missing girl. And they're like, yeah, aren't you from California? This is Washington. Like, Oh, yeah. You know, you don't even, you're just some dude who showed up asking questions as far as we're concerned, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he, he punches three men <laughs> in the face. <laughs> I should not be laughing at it, but it's Nicolas Cage punching women right. in the in the face. face. In the face, I think he like he kicks poor Lily. Yeah, like he, he karate kicks her. It's not funny, but it's so fucking funny. But I mean, like, and I, th- I, I do think that it it really taps into something where it's like. You know, when, when men have to like answer to women and they're just like, okay, like, I don't think you understand. Um, I want something and, um, I'm a man. They're like, yeah, no, 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 I get it. But like, I have authority here. They're like, okay. <laughs> I feel like, okay, how, how many times do I have to rephrase this? Um, I'm a man. <laughs> I've showed up. So make it happen for me. Yeah, we don't fucking care. 
we got our three man slaves to make babies. I mean, <laughs> we you can punch all of us in the face, Nicholas. Like, <laughs> it's not going to stop anything. And just to see, like, somebody walk in a room, like a woman walk in a room, and, like, say, leave us, and, like, the men scamper, like, you take, it, like, it, you take for granted how often in movies, like, women are just draped around, like, scenery, and, yeah. like, they're just, like, the real, the real work of the world is done by men, and thank you for, like, making our food, but, like, now we're, now the, the nitty-gritty, and if you could just get the fuck out of here, <laughs> but, like, to have that role reversal, like, Whereas, like, yeah, if we need something, like, heavy lifted, like, we'll call for you. But otherwise, like, can you just get out of here so we can talk about real stuff? And yeah. I was like, like, that has such potential. Mm-hmm. And then to have, like, Nicolas Cage, like, explain this. Oh, my God. Why is it purred? <laughs> He's got that cage rage. Seriously. You took my bra. He took my bra. He took my hand. <laughs> Do you say he took my hand? <laughs> he took my hand. It's from uh, uh, Moonstruck. Sorry, Moonstruck. <laughs> he took my hand. He took my pride. I love that movie. No, I thought you said God, he took so my good. hair, and I'm like, yes. Well, I mean, that's what he's saying to God every day, but. He still looks good. I don't know. He's like married to a twenty-five-year-old. Again, he's doing fine. You can say no. <laughs> I keep getting older and older, and they keep staying the same age. Well, so in this one, um, instead of Christopher Lee's character Ward Summer Isle, you have Sister Summer Isle that is played by Ellen Burstyn. Um. I kept, like, trying to figure out who she was. I feel like a really shitty person. I'm like, why do I know her? I mean, oh, I know her face. Yeah. You, you know where you know her from, don't you? Mm. Yeah, you do. What are you going to tell me? Requiem for a Dream. Oh. Like, the most depressing movie ever fucking made. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, just, like, she's, like, in amazing movies no, from the 70s. No, she's fucking huge. She, from The Exorcist! Yeah, no, no, no. The fucking Exorcist. I know, she's huge, but she's, like, also one of those, I don't know, for me. Okay, let me tell you something. When I was a kid. Alice doesn't live here anymore. When I was a kid, Sorry. I used yeah. to get um, Al Pacino and Dustin Hoffman mixed up. Oh, uh, Okay. That's not a thing. That's, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. So Ellen Burstyn, to me, it was like, I mean, is this Diane Weist? Oh, I see. Um, I, I'm not. But she was very, I thought she was a little bit too passive. Yeah. You know, I mean, she, she did not Christopher Lee it. No, no, no. She, she was no Christopher Lee. No, no, no. Certainly not. And I mean, there the thing the the big difference is like with the remake is that there was they were not having as much fun being pagans. No. Like and and that's really like you're not rooting for them. No. Like I in the in the first one, I mean, you're like, oh, something is amiss. But, like, you're like, yeah, this is great. Like, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. 
Who who is on the side of the guy who's not having sex with Britt Eklund? Let me like, tell you the difference. I'll tell you the difference. It's because <laughs> Sergeant Howie, whoever he is, who fucking cares what happens to him? In this one, it's like Nicolas Cage, you know, he's the star. And so, you know, supposedly you're rooting more for him and against the women, I think, is the difference. And, like, Christopher Lee is... Who the fuck doesn't wouldn't rather like follow Christopher Lee than this whoever he is? But you know, like who would I think if the mm-hmm. the balance is what you're right. The balance is off because they they spend so much time making Nicolas Cage a sympathetic sympathetic character. Like they wanted yeah. you to like. Why is this guy staying there? Why is he pursuing this? Yeah, and you're like, oh, he's a decent guy. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is that it, it, what it does not explain is why, what keeps these women there doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, what joy are they having out of this? And they, you know, and they keep like, you know, Lili Sobieski is like, oh, take me with you. Like, all of them are like giving this impression that they want to get out of there. Yeah. But it's like, you know, except for like the school teacher, but it, it's like, it comes off more of like as a like a brainwash or a cult. Um, it doesn't feel like in in the original Wicker Man where everybody is like they don't feel like indoctrinated. They feel like 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 they're just having a good old time. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like they're having the time of they their love lives. What they do. That's exactly right. You know, I mean. Yeah, the balance is off in the second one where you're, you're, you're not the menace. I mean, there's definitely a menace in the first one as well, but you know, there is a part of you that's like, well, I mean, he's kind of a dick. Yeah, he's a huge dick. You know what I mean? He's like, you know, he's, can we just tell what happens at the end? With the wicker man? Oh, for sure. So, I mean, like, guys, if you don't know this, it, well, it, can, can I just, like, mm, set up something mm-hmm. really quickly? Is that in both instances, you know, when you hear the wicker man, the whole movie, you're like, who is the wicker man? Is Summerisle the wicker man? Yeah. Like, like, you figure this is a character, this is a person, you're waiting for them to be introduced. Mm-hmm. And then you no, you go ahead. We meet we meet the Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> the Wicker Man isn't actually a person. It's the the people of the island have built this huge, gigantic, three story, five story man out of wicker, out of wood, um, to sacrifice who they both think is the child. I think. Well, in the first one. Um, yeah. And then, uh, no. Mm-mm. No. Um, these men are duped, and they are the sacrifice. Duped. Yeah. They are this. <laughs> Somebody has pulled the page. I said, said. Somebody has pulled the page. You are in for a surprise. Oh my god. I'll tell you what the fuck is going on in here on this day. So, Nicolas Cage is the sacrifice. Sergeant Howie is the sacrifice. And 
Um, again, like, why is Nicolas Cage being sacrificed? I don't know. But Sergeant Howie, it's very obvious, you know, um, why he's being sacrificed um, to help the, the crops grow. Um, and they've done it for years. Um, yeah. With, um, with Nicolas Cage, it's not so clear. To me, it wasn't so clear. And maybe that's why I felt like it wasn't as long um, as the first one. Because yeah. the first one, really, it was so detailed and you understood exactly where they were going with it. Nicolas Cage's, it didn't feel like that for me. It didn't feel like right. such a well-rounded written story. Yeah, I feel like if, again, the, it it had so much potential. I mean, you know, if they could have, like, introduced the pagan elements where, again, if they, you know, he could figure out why they needed sacrifices or, you know, like, just, just that sort of creepy undertone. But, but like, it, it was just him being just constantly confused you know and it great and again like he is great again you know we had talked about like keanu is really great at like leading with the top of his Mm -hmm, head mm -hmm, acting mm -hmm. i feel like nicholas cage is like the bridge of his nose oh he's always like (laughs) you'll like see it but he's just like it's his way, like, he, he's always, like, getting into somebody's space, or it's, like, the mo- you'll just, you'll yeah. notice it, but he's always just, like, why is this bird? And you'll see, it's, like, he's leading with his nose, and it's, like, it, it's, it's always, like, you know, rather than the top of his head, it's, like, like he has to get in your face. He's like, I need all of your energy on my fucking face. <laughs> and so the whole time, it's like, yeah, we know you're confused. We're playing mind games. We're like, we confused get it. too. Help yeah, us. Yeah, well, everybody's confused here. Everybody, like, yeah. So the like, first one, though, like they they set the wicker man on fire, and so Sergeant Howie like goes up in flames. Um, right. And then this one, um, Nicolas Cage is killed by bees. Well, he's tortured by bees. He doesn't die. <laughs> doesn't die from the bees. <laughs> yeah, they just, they put a bee cage on him. Yes, they do. Which I, I did, didn't know was the thing. Um, and so he just gets bees. They break his legs. They put bees on him. Then uh, there's different edited versions of it, oh. you know. Because when I, I when I watched it, like one, I did see the bee cage version. I saw another version. There's an extended version. Yeah, and then there's one where um, we see Lily going on a, a mission to. Oh shit, what's that fucking guy's name? James Franco. Oh yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so she goes back to the city and then she's like, Oh, you're a police officer? Like, that's interesting. Like, let's go back to your place. So she like, you know, they're like yeah. recruiting. Yeah. They don't like um, the police. The uh the original fuck the police. Yeah. But um <laughs> Ice tea. Pre-ice yeah. tea. No, it's great. I 
yeah, there was uh, a lot of missed opportunities. But I was going to say, it was those days where, like, you know, when you would um, you would move into a shitty apartment, they're like, oh, it, you know, you get free cable. But what they meant by free cable is you would get, like, four channels. Mm-hmm. And one of those channels would play, like, um, like The Rock and um, this movie. <laughs> and, you know, like, those, yes. like, all those movies, like, you know, where they would play, like, it was, like, like Sean Connery or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, all those Con Air and stuff like that. Anything with and Nicolas I'm, Cage. Right, right. And it's, like, they don't, you know, oh, like, Fast and Furious and stuff like that. And, um... It, they would have, like, a ton of commercial breaks, and you'd never catch it at the beginning. Yeah. So you'd watch, like, the last half, and then you'd try to watch the beginning and piece it together. So, and in that way, I kind of love this movie, because I've probably seen it maybe 35 times, not on purpose, and not all never the all the way through. <laughs> yeah. <Mm-mm. laughs> yeah. No, certainly not. But, um, yeah, but the I think for any, like, horror film... Like, or any horror fan, you have to see, like, the original. It's... It's superior. It's experience. Well, it's superior to a lot of... I mean, it's superior, sure, but... Yeah. Not even just to the the Nicolas Cage one. It's superior to a lot of just horror movies I've seen in general. I mean, right off the bat, the shit was going down. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And I also think it's kind of like, um, you know how when you talk about, like, the Velvet Underground, where it's like, you may not know the Velvet Underground, but all of your favorite bands mm. love the Velvet Underground? Yes. I think that's the same way with, like, the Wicker Band, where you may not have seen it, but all of your favorite, like, horror movies, like, those directors have seen it. Yes. Like, that's sort of like, because they, like, wear, like, these animal masks. Oh, yeah. And pop up. And, like, that that effect, like, you've seen that, like, in The Purge and, um, in, like, The Strangers and I think that's what it's called. But, yeah, they show up and they have, like, you know, like a lamb mask and, it like, that. So you see, like, those elevates. And, again, like, horror during the day, you'll see that repeated. Mm-hmm. Full core genre in general. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to see it at its source, like, you can see how it's been borrowed and... Oh, and, like, there's been, uh, yeah, there's just been tons of great folk horror movies released um, recently, so I think the revival is coming back, so keep your eyes open. I completely agree. You! Specifically you! Me? No, I'm kidding. So, oh, but we have to talk about if, if we were to make, we're going to make a playlist, obviously. As always. We do that every Yes, our Spotify yes. playlist. Yeah, I'm fun. I ain't playing a lot. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. So, my choices for this week's um, Spotify playlist is I bet you picked this one. Okay. It's uh, Wicker Man by Pulp. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, shit! I, okay, okay, I almost did, but okay. Um, And then the other one I picked was Village Green by The Kinks. Ooh! If you listen to it, it's like, oh, 
Yeah, this could definitely, well, the original anyways. I mean, it's very, um, uh, you could see it, like, being played on some creepy island, like, explaining some creepy, weird cult island. Um, I also found this really great kid song, but it doesn't sound like a kid song whatsoever. It's called, um, well, uh, so one of them, I found a couple, but one of them I found was called, um, well, it's Beauty and the Bees. (laughs) It is a cover of Beauty and the Bees, um, but bees sing it, like bees, they use bees to make the music. Cool. Um, so. Okay. I'm surprised. I, I, cause you know, sometimes I don't pick things that I think you might pick them. So that's kind of how I felt about the pulp song. Okay. But I'm surprised you didn't pick this one, but burn the witch. Oh, I was Radiohead. going to by Radiohead. Yeah. Because yeah. Because in see? the video. Yeah. They, they, uh, it's like, it's not claymation. It's like little, um, Stop motion. They do the wicker stop man motion, and yeah. stop motion. <laughs> 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 this is pretty great. Um, and then uh, Triftic, which is a Roxy Music song, mm. and they use the harpsichord. Mm. Um. Anyway, but when you listen to it, it, it sounds very oppressive. The mood is very appropriate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I totally get it. And... um. <laughs> then I took a little liberty Yay. Uh, with the harpsichord, but the professional widow <gasps> by Tori Amos. Oh, honey, bring it close to my lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. But I also thought maybe like the dog days are over. That feels very pagan to me. The oh, really? force of the machine. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. Just stick it in there. Um, that feels very like having sex in a field. Oh yeah. Okay. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, we had talked about maybe doing Orlando in the last episode and we might still, who knows? Mm -hmm. I I didn't want you to think we forgot, but we had mentioned that if anybody wanted us to cover Wicker Man, we would cover it and somebody wanted us to cover it. Very much so. So we had a request. Ask and you shall receive. Mm -hmm. From us too, yeah. Guys. Oh, but because June is pride. A deep love. No. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're going to try to get, which, you know, Orlando is great pride. But, I mean, there's so many great, Mm -hmm. so many great movies that could qualify. So we'll think of something. We don't. We don't have. We don't have a concrete. We have thing a few that yet, we're like working on, though. We're working. We're on working it. on it. Don't don't you worry about it. No. Your aunties have you covered always. And always, guys, if there's something that you want to hear, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. Ruth doesn't. She doesn't care. <laughs> you can send in your recommendations of music and movies because we just did it. Um, or shows that you want us to check out. We'd love to hear from you. That's right. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter 
at Your Weird Aunts. Instagram at Your Weird Aunts. Facebook page at Your Weird Aunts. Or you can email us at yourweirdants at gmail.com. And our Spotify Your Weird Aunts playlist on Spotify. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Um, and please don't forget to like and rate and subscribe and comment and all that good stuff. Co- good comments, please. Um, yeah, look, if you're gonna, if you're gonna make the effort to make a comment, please be nice. Yeah. I, I don't know why you wouldn't be, because it's us, but, um, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're everywhere. Guys. We're everywhere. Anywhere you listen to your podcast. Okay, so join us next time when we are gonna, we're gonna do something for Pride. Yeah, we have we to. We don't know yet, but... Um, I'm your Auntie Ruth, and thank you. I'm your Auntie Ruth. And I'm your Auntie Gina. Um, and we're your, your weird, weird aunts. Aunts! Yeah.